Hey, say here, say here, look at that boy. Y'all finished yet? <laughs> I say now, is y'all finished or is y'all done? Barely. Oh, well, when y'all get finished, just let me know. We been uh, uh for a minute. minute. We been working, working. barely finished. We got way too much sauce. We got way too much sauce. We been uh for a minute. We been working, barely finished. We got way too much sauce. We got way too much sauce. So as uh, I shared with everyone, and yes, I know I started it with so again, as I shared with everyone in uh, our previous podcasts that we're going to be introducing a lot of new stuff, uh, this is one of the things that we're introducing. Uh, We had a conversation, not so much in the locker room, but in the gym. And afterwards, Corey and I were like, hey, we really should post these conversations, even though they don't really fit the genre of what we normally talk about. Um, And we decided to do that. And we said, the next time we have one of these conversations, uh, we're going to record it and we're going to post it and we're going to call it Locker Room Talk. Because this is the kind of thing you should be talking about in the locker room. It's okay to talk about in the locker room. Now, let me, for everyone that's getting offended, uh, I'm an independent um, so um, uh, like political independence, so I'm not trashing Trump. I'm not, you know, doing anything. But I am saying that the kind of things that we talk about um, in the locker room should be the same kind of things we talk about in public. Uh, we shouldn't be able to veil conversations that we have that degrade other people and say, that's okay, I degraded other people, but I did it in private, so it's okay. And that's not saying that every conversation, every private conversation that we have should be made public. But should it be made public, uh, you know, because this is the culture we live in, um, would you be ashamed or hurt or whatever? Uh, So, you know, everyone has conversations that are personal and that are private, um, that don't need to be made public and are no one else's business. But even in those conversations, uh, we really shouldn't be hiding, you know, having those conversations just to degrade, demean, and, and, and talk down to or bad about other people, individuals, races, whole groups of people, people groups, or, or like, you know, genders. Um, uh, and, and talking truth that offends people is one thing. Talking offensive about people isn't truth. Just wanted to throw that out there. So we're introducing uh, this new aspect of the Bifrost Bridge podcast. Some of you may not be interested in these type of conversations. Uh, Some of you may be like, hey, well said, about time that, you know, uh, someone has these type of conversations. And uh, this upcoming conversation ties directly into things that have been going on with Hurricane Harvey. And we cannot say enough about how our prayers are going out to all of those impacted by the hurricane. And I put out a uh, uh, a Facebook live stream uh, where I talked about the fact, and I'll say it here, talked about the fact that, hey, uh, don't send private Facebook messages to people, messages messenger, using Facebook Messenger to people saying, hey, we're going to start a prayer chain that no one else can see except for those that are praying. That that doesn't really help anyone except, yeah, you're praying. 
Instead, start a public viral thing that lets everyone impacted by that hurricane know, hey, there are people not just in your community, outside of your community, not just in your state, outside of your state, not just in your nation, outside of your nation. There are people all over the world that are publicly praying for you praying for what you're going through, praying for restoration, praying for the resources that you need. Let everyone know that you're praying. And also, if you're donating, hey, there are, you know, let them know that we're not just praying for you, that we're donating financial resources, that we're gathering teams, awaiting a time when we can, you know, be of help to you and send in whatever we can send in. So that's something that needs to be done publicly, not privately, and I say this in my opinion, because yes, the Bible does say that we are to you know, go into our prayer closet. Uh, but the Bible also records numerous, numerous times where people gathered in public and prayed for a thing or for an event. And God responded in powerful ways. And what would be an encouragement to the people that are losing and have lost literally everything, their jobs, their homes, some of them lost family members, is not to, I wonder if people are privately praying for me, but is to, as they can get access to, you know, internet or whatever, to find out that there are literally millions of people publicly praying for them, publicly gathering resources, and publicly trying to help and be there for them in any way they can. Uh, That's my two cents. Now, here's Corey and I sharing our two cents uh, in this the first, hopefully, of many uh, iterations of what we are calling Locker Room Talk, up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. We are going to proceed with our first Locker Room conversation it's a doozy uh because for those of you who don't know we decided that we were gonna add this to the podcast because these are the type of conversations that you should be having in the locker room not the ones that you heard of all throughout the election so Corey's gonna bring you up to speed on what this particular locker room conversation is about i mean i don't know much myself uh, we just wanted to have a conversation about the Joel, uh, is it Joel Easting or something? Holstein. Holstein uh, apparently a very large, I guess he's a pastor, I'm not really sure. Um, and he is being essentially accused of not opening his church doors during this really, really bad hurricane. And um, I'm not real. I haven't done a lot of research myself, so we were just gonna have a conversation about it. He might, Floyd might know more than I do. That's that's all right. And actually, I know a whole lot because <laughs> I've been on this all weekend. So before we can have this conversation, and uh, I, I, I felt that we need to point out the fact that one, this is not about Joel Osteen's theology. Uh, I have never met the man. I don't like or dislike him. I have nothing for him. I haven't met him. Uh, I don't listen to his sermons because just, you know, the whole Southern drawl thing just doesn't work for me. <laughs> so uh, this isn't about his theology. Uh, it isn't about how much money he makes, although I've seen over the weekend where so many people have tried to make it about that. This is in essence about the initial post of whether or not 
he was opening his doors. Is that is that right? Yeah, from what I understand, um, he was not offering refuge, and they have apparently have a very very large, large church that's really sound and new and built to withstand these kind of things. But he was not opening his doors, and from what I understand, there was a point where someone put out false information that was either from the church or someone that knew him that was saying that the church was flooded but it wasn't flooded and he was apparently just either refusing to open the doors or never did maybe it's misconstrued i don't i don't know all the information but i know there was a lot of false information flying around and the internet tracked down the source and the source was obviously from what i understand the source was was a true source and then they just never commented about it again. Okay, so here's here's a couple of things. Um, so uh, some guy. Well, here's here's the timeline. Sunday, Joel Osteen put out a tweet saying, "Hey, we're not having services today. We're 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 canceling services, as did many other churches." Some individual wanted to know, hey, you guys aren't canceling your services. Why aren't you opening your doors to let people in who are being evacuated? And they said, well, whoever they talked to at that facility said, well, our facility is partially flooded. They didn't talk to Joel Osteen. They didn't talk to any of the elders. They talked to some person they ran into at the facility. Right. Then they went to the facility and they took a video of barely any water, barely any flooding. And they were like, that's not cool. And the internet blew up and Christians and non-Christians alike started trashing the heck out of Joel Olstein. Yeah. Here is the issue I had with it. Number one, not a single person before they started trashing him actually asked, hey, Joe, Joel, why aren't you opening your church or are you going to? That did not occur. It did eventually occur. It did not occur before everyone on the internet started trashing him. So I had an issue with that, especially with the Christians who were doing it. I had a real issue with that. And so I've spent a lot of time this weekend not yelling, not but talking to Christians, trying to find out what is your basis for trashing him without even asking. And one of my things was, one, and this is before more information come out, came out, which I'll get to. One, do you understand that for them to open their doors it's a it's it's a stadium it's an old stadium where i forget which team used to play it does flood from time to time they had to have a flood wall built um because of the the flooding and i guess in previous years it has come up to places and i will add the caveat that it did come out that the area where they were at wasn't flooded other areas flooding like four feet high so I don't know what area they took the picture at, but I'm like, this is one of the reasons why I was like... For the record, I'm not on any side. Yeah, I, just... I wasn't on... I'm not on any side. I was only on the side of, wait, why are you bashing someone, whether it be Joel Osteen or anyone, without getting all the facts? Regardless of whether he's an asshole or not, we, we don't know... We didn't know... I didn't know. Internet took it by storm. Let's look at all the facts. Regardless if the guy is a scummy person or not, I, I don't know. Yeah, and my only thing was, why aren't they looking at all the facts? So it came out that, uh, you know, all right, so they, that person put up the video and said it's not, people started 
bashing him because they said, why isn't he opening his doors? Why isn't he opening his doors? No one was considering that, hey, if you're going to open a door of a 16,000 seat facility, you're going to need a few hundred volunteers, people on staff, people to stay there. You're going to need supplies. You're going to need resources. And you don't get that overnight. And their response was, oh, well, he knew this was coming. He should have planned for this. I'm like, he's not the government. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also realize that the people that he would have to tap on to say, hey, Corey, you're going to volunteer. Corey's going to be like, you know, my house is flooded. Before I come hang out and volunteer and help everybody else, let me get my wife, my kids, my cat, my dog to safety. So, uh, yeah, it may not be right then that Corey can, or anyone else can come volunteer. I was like, did anyone consider that? And they were like, he should have known this for whenever. And hold on, I'm doing my set. Yeah, he's uh, he's currently doing his, his set. I, I think in, in my aspect, um, I didn't really ever get the chance to research it, and I wanted to know more. Um, I know there's accusations of, of him doing, like, pyramid schemes and, and things like that. I don't really know, and that doesn't really bar any factor into this conversation. Whether he's a scummy person in his practices is not the issue here. What the issue that we were talking about is was the accusation that he did or did not open the church when he could or couldn't, how valid is it? And that's what we're talking about. So then as the timeline went on after people started bashing him, which was like Monday, because he closed the church Sunday. Monday, people were bashing him, because I guess Sunday night or Monday, the video went viral. Uh, Tuesday, he opens his doors, and there's all kind of supplies uh, and all kind of resources. And people are like, see, oh, you only did it after you got bashed, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. So he did an interview, maybe several of them. I only saw one of them, and I saw a news article where he said, we were asked by the city to be a warehouse for supplies. And if needed, and the other facilities got full, would we open our doors to allow people in to stay there? So he said, yeah, we'll do whatever the city wants, whatever's gonna help. So, and and not not only that, not only that, well, hold on. Not only that, it's really important to say that nowhere, nowhere did he say, no, we're not going to open our doors to help people. But that's what everyone jumped to because he canceled the services on Sunday. That's what really started it. sounds it. more like he was just assessing the situation and what's going on before making a bad decision. Well, the, the city, flooded the city asked him beforehand, here's what we want you to do. Right. Can you fulfill this role? And he said, yeah. They said, can you store supplies and be a warehouse for supplies? And if the other uh, places where people are being housed, those get full, then can we use yours as a backup? And he said, sure. So he had the supplies there waiting for the city to tap them and say, okay, now we need them. And they didn't do that until Tuesday. And it just happened to be in time with when everyone's like, oh, you're only doing this because of... And again, I'm not defending the guy... I don't know him personally. I, I believe we have different theologies. I'm not holding that against him. I don't know him to like him or dislike him. I am just saying, especially... I just want to point out, there's, there's a girl here that looks exactly at the gym that looks like Rosario, Rosario Dawson right now. That is worth stopping the podcast for? Okay. <laughs> Did you do your set? Yeah. Okay, all right. So, um, 
Yeah, I have had an issue with this all weekend long where Christians and pastors, and the reason why I keep pointing out Christians is because we're supposed to, we are supposed to judge, but Jesus specifically said, don't judge by appearances, make a right judgment. In other words, get the facts first. And a lot of Christians did not. They just jumped on the bandwagon. Maybe they already didn't like him because, you know, con man, theology, most of the conversations turned to, well, he makes millions of dollars. I think he may have had a negative connotation already existing before this came about. Oh, he did. And that's what I've been trying to research myself, but I haven't had time. You know, I work a full-time job. I just haven't had time to... Uh, from what I understand, there were there were some accusation of pyramid schemes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how it's all working. I have not heard of that particular point. I know people are mad because he makes a lot of money. Um, I'm not of the mindset that pastors cannot make a lot of money. It's not biblical. It doesn't say that anywhere. Um, I think I think what's important is if he does make a lot of money, as long as he's doing outward reach with it. I think that it's not really an issue. Well, um, and not only that, it once shouldn't be an issue to begin with. But it shouldn't be. And once he started making more money and getting popular from his books, he he stopped taking a pat uh, a salary from the church. He's like, I don't need the money from you guys to tithe and offerings. Use it for other stuff. And that's what I'm talking about. Because I'm getting money from this, so he stopped taking a salary. Um, and again, I'm not defending him because I don't know him, but I don't think. Pastors are supposed to be like poor. Now, last time I brought this up, someone said, oh, you must make a lot of money at your church. And no, I took a 75% cut in pay to come pastor the church. And I've taken multiple salary cuts since being here so that we could do other things to make sure we had money to fund other ministries and other positions. So it's not about the money, but I definitely don't believe that pastors are supposed to be poor. It's nowhere in that in the Bible. Um, as a matter of fact, it talks about if they have money, here's what they're supposed to use it for. So if you have wealth, you know, use it for charitable purposes and to help other people. But back to Joel Osteen and this locker room talk. Um, again, I, I was just so upset to see so many people who call themselves Christ followers jump on the bandwagon with no factual information other than a video of someone who's like, look at this 10 square feet, it's not flooded, in a building that's a 16,000 seat where other areas were flooded. And that's just not the way it's supposed to work. Not the way it's supposed to be. So, uh, yeah. Do your research. Yeah, before you jump on the bad way, do your research, make, make sure you know what you're talking about before you condemn. If you're right, don't revel in it. If you're wrong, be humble about it. It's, it's that simple in my eyes. Yeah, and don't, uh, I guess don't, you know, go trashing people if you don't have the information. It's okay to ask the questions. Hey, Joel, I wonder, I, I saw lots of people saying, if this is true, it sucks. I hope it's not true because no one should do that. But they would say, I have no idea if this is true, but if it is, it sucks. Nothing wrong with that. It's the people that said, this is true, and he sucks, and he does for doing it without any factual information. And that it, sucks. And another thing that I think is, and I, and I can commend Joel for that, he didn't stay silent. He did come out and speak. 
I'm a big fan of communication and if there's accusations then come out and communicate and I think that's really important and he did he did exactly that obviously it took him time to communicate most likely because everything was flooding and there's a hurricane at their, their doorstep last thing he's concerned about is go, going on to the Twitter and saying and commenting on all the neckbeards and I just on that note neckbeards bye well I don't think he's as savvy on Twitter as like Trump <laughs> so that's a whole other locker room talk. Yeah, I don't think he's on it as much as Trump, so he probably didn't see all this response stuff coming his way. But here's the other thing. People are like, he's not even responding, he's not doing whatever. But if you go check the church's social media, they were saying, hey, we're taking up supplies, we're going to be doing this soon. So they were communicating, probably not the best, but they were communicating what the plans were. And still, people were like, uh, no, you guys are... I mean, this thing didn't hit till Friday. They canceled services Sunday. And, you know... They canceled, it, they canceled services for, obviously, for safety reasons. Like, Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, people started just jumping on the bandwagon. And, apparently, they were making plans to do what they had agreed to do with the city. But that wasn't good enough for people. They felt they knew better and knew more, and just makes on that me. Note, yeah, on that note, locker room talk number one done. These are the kind of conversations you should be having in the locker room. This was locker room talk.